something that I don't no I need some I need, need something a that doesn't spinner in here or something I need a fidget thing that doesn't make you noise. find the loudest thing on the table what are you doing over there there was a uh, there was like a little twisty thing that doesn't make noise that I was playing with mm. uh, welcome to the thrilling introduction of this episode of headline to table <laughs> the D&D podcast where I force our dungeon master West to, to not play with shit on <laughs> the table. Uh, this is the show where I give him a current event or historical event to adapt into a one-off D and D campaign to be played by unsuspecting pawns of our choosing. Uh, all right, are you ready for your your news headline on Valentine's Day, two thousand nineteen? Um, NASA declared that the Mars rover opportunity was officially dead after 15 years roving the surface of Mars. It had been sent to Mars to learn if Mars could sustain life, and uh, along the way sent us many great images, lasted well beyond the expected life of the rover, and uh, discovered evidence of ancient waterways on Mars. Now his watch has ended. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one of its designers said, you know, we really wanted the first, like, few months to go well. Everything since then has just, like, been a bonus. That's 15 years ago. But um, his fi- the, the rover's final words message back was, my battery is low and it's getting dark. Oh. <laughs> Sad and poetic. Oh, man. Sad and poetic. So uh, that's the story that I want to adapt into something. I'm a knee-jerk reaction. I think of the ranger in the woods, ravaged by old age but still doing his thing in some of the most difficult land. This one's cool because it's a very loose premise. It's, <laughs> it's nothing super like super loose, yeah. So uh, I guess we'll check back in after you have fully explored the campaign that will accompany the Mars rover death story. Sounds good. Yeah. Welcome to Headline to Table. I'm Dungeon Master West. We're mixing it up just a little bit. We are starting to do some uh, mini campaigns, so a little little one-offs that are uh, short and sweet based on current or historical events, and I'm just going to jump right into it. The tribal village of Arrhenus. A few acres of green meadow surrounded by the snow-capped peaks that act as a safeguard against the hostile forces that would seek to enslave or devour every man, woman, and child within the village of Aranus. The clifftop borders of the village have long been patrolled by the ancient order of the Greyhawks. These are the eyes of the village and the first line of defense. If there is any force that is too large, the members of the Greyhawks are to light the warning beacons to alert the village and to prepare for battle. Your character, David Lee, 
has served in the Greyhawks for most of your life, well beyond the expected age of a man in such a dangerous post. In fact, you have grown so old patrolling the mountains that you are coming to terms with the fact that you have little time left. You have prepared the ritualistic tradition of your people, consisting of tribal prayers, songs, and incense, before you take your life with honor while at your post. As your blade is about to end it all, you see an ungodly sight. A large army of Yanti scaling the rocks in what looks to be an all-out assault on your village. Your mission is to light the warning beacon by any means necessary. The only problem is the quickest way to it is above a treacherous bluff, and gods only know what awaits you when you arrive. Alright, Jordan, I want you to tell me a little bit about your character, what level they are, what their race is, just, you know, give us a quick snapshot. Alright, so I have uh, David Lee right here. He is a Simic hybrid. What that is, is it's actually part of the Ravnica uh, expansion pack. Um, but to incorporate it into this uh, situation that we have here, um, he, he, he actually uh, transformed a f- probably about 10 years ago to this uh, kind of pseudo-human-esque um, creature. This is because he was saved by an otherworldly um, god. Um, turned out it was actually a bit of an evil god. So he, so he patrols the mountains as part of the Greyhawks for this village. But on rare occasions, his, his darker side calls out to him and he leaves for extended periods, but always returns back to uh, patrol the mountainside around the village. Yeah, he's kind of torn between two worlds, but at the same time, he has to um, follow suit with his obligations because that's who he is as a person, no matter who comes calling. So, we're going to start it off right there. You're about to carry out your traditional suicide to die with honor, and you see these Yanti, which are these snake-human hybrids scaling the mountains on their way to go down into the valley and destroy your village. Though, you need to light the warning beacon. And so, what this event is actually based off of is, is the Mars Rover. The Mars rover that had died, I believe its name was Opportunity. Towards the end of its life, it sent out one last signal. And that is kind of the role you'll be playing as you know you're about you're coming to an end. You still have your abilities about you to act in the way you always have, but you know you're you're bound to die anytime. And you see lighting this beacon as this last this last objective you must complete before passing to the other side. So I'm going to say, um, this is not super map heavy, but um, the first thing you need to do is try and scale this treacherous bluff. If you want to try and make it in time, you're going to have to make a series of... Uh, of athletic checks to try and scale this bluff. Good thing I have good athletics. Alright, let's start it off. First, I want you to roll an athletics check as you start ascending the bluff. So we're 5 going, plus 8. We're eight. going with a 13. Okay. Alright, so you're able to make like the first 20 feet without any issue. You, you start to slip at certain parts, but your, your strong barbarian hands are able to grasp on and keep you up. All right, you're still going. 
Another one? Yep. Let's go for another 20 feet. Okay. We're going to go with an 11. So you actually fall. <laughs> your, old, your old age is starting to show, and you... So, while I fall, since uh, one of the things that happened in my transformation, I have um, <laughs> a... Um, like a manta ray kind of like glide that grew out of my back. Everyone is like thinking I'm this weird old dude, but you know what? It comes in handy. So for every feet down I fall, I go out this way if I choose to. And it will also um, reduce my fall by 100 feet. Okay. So you're not going to take damage as you fall, but where would you like to glide? Are you just gliding in a circle back I'm gonna to where you I'm going to try to glide to a circle. I'm okay. trying to do that. So make a... Um... Make another athletics check. I'll say you need at least a 12. Oh, I got that easy. So I rolled a 6 plus 8, so I got a 14. Okay, so you don't hit the rocks on your way down <laughs> or anything. So you go back to the ground, and you can start your ascend again. All right, so I rolled a 26. So you're actually able to add an extra 10 feet to your climb. You're able to get up 30 feet. Go again. All right, so this one I rolled a 23. All right, you make another 30 feet. Go ahead. And this one is a 20. Another 20 feet. You're about halfway there. Uh, This one is a 16. You make another 20 feet. 17. 17. Another 20 feet. Go ahead. And this one is a 12. 12. You start to fall again. You can make an athletics check. I will say you need at least a 16 to glide back to the wall and grab on. Uh, so I rolled a I rolled a 23 on this one. Okay, so you're able to... You fall and you shoot out your little crazy manta ray glider arms. <laughs> and you circle around and you only lose 20 feet before you can jump back on. So All go right. ahead. Alright, uh, another 20. 20? Alright, you move up. All right, well, this one... You fall again. Make an athletics check. Um, rolled a 26. All right, you're back onto the wall. Keep it going. <laughs> May it terrain. I rolled a 23. 23. All right, you keep keep going up. Um, 14. Okay. So you make it up. One more. Um, this one is an 18. All right, you're eight. You, after a few minutes and a few glides, you're able to... to grip the top of the bluff and pull yourself up winded and not as the young man you once were you know as a young the young simic hybrid you weren't you once no i used to be a human used to be a human (laughs) yes and uh, so you make it to the top um a bit winded so you reach the top of the bluff the curving uh the curving brick Walkway, you see meanders up to the beacon, but you do notice one thing. Actually, make a perception check to see how well, to see everything you capture. 13. Okay. You do see a figure. You can't quite make it out, but there seems to be a figure laying on the ground, somewhat humanoid, but you're a little ways away. You can't make out what it is. What would you like to do? Um, so I want to start, uh, I want to start rolling up um, towards the figure, and I want to stop probably about 30 feet away and take another gander. Make another perception? Sure. Yep. Boom. That is a, a one. A, a natural one? Yep. 
Uh, any pluses? Um, so it's a four overall. So you don't really notice anything, and you the you kind of get a little you kind of start daydreaming a bit about like how you were about to meet your ancestors in the afterlife, and you're you're a little bit aloof at the moment. All right, what would you like to do? Um. I want to roll um, within 10 feet of the creature. Okay, go ahead. And I want to take another perception check. Okay. Or an investigation. Uh, Which one? We'll do you want to investigate the creature or you want to perceive everything around you? Perceive everything around me. Um, that's a 15. Um, yeah, you you notice that the body is actually one of your fellow Greyhawks. One of the uh, patrollers of the, of the mountains around the village. He... You, rec- you recognize this person as uh, uh, Elgen, is his name, and he is uh, one of the younger Greyhawks, and he looks to be dead. Um, how far from the beacon am I? Uh, you're, about, you're about 30 feet. Um, what I want to do is I want to... And what is, what is the beacon? Like, is it just big and lit? Like, it, it, no, it's a large... Uh, towering structure almost made completely of very flammable um very flammable kindling and uh make another uh perception check i got a another four all right so as you approach the body a piercing pain hits you right in the back as you feel a arrow sink directly between your shoulder blades Dealing nine damage. You were unaware, due to your terrible perception checks, that a large Yonti abomination has come out from behind this rock. It is a large... You can think of it like a giant serpent, but it has the arms and... The arms and chest of a human, kind of yeah. sitting upright. And it is armed with a bow, and you... You uh, see some sort of sword on its back, and its fangs are dripping with a sizzling liquid that hits the ground and sizzles. Roll initiative. Okay, cool. Um, 16. 20. Okay. <laughs> Dookie master. He's old enough. Does he get a handicap? <laughs> he, he actually rushes up on you, slinging his bow across his back, and he comes in at you with his... Bite. What's your armor class? Um, that is 17. He hits with a 23. Dealing 1d6 plus 4 damage. So that's 9 damage. I want you to roll a constitution check. Um, I rolled a 21 on constitution save. The sizzling poisonous venom seeping out from his fangs seemed to not have any effect on you. Alright. Deals that. His next attack... He slashes at you with the sword on his back and misses with a 13. Okay. Your turn. All right. I'm going to rage. I, like, show my old man strength and just, like, shred the cloak that I have You got on. that great Connery bod, just like... Yeah. No, it's not even a Connery bod. I'm talking about... I look like uh, Stallone right now. You know, even though he's had a lot of work done, he still is ripped. Man, he puts the time in the gym, man. He puts the time in the gym, but he also puts the time under the knife, too. So, I'm going to hulk out on this, bro. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to 
uh, grab my great sword that I've been using as a cane. So I, so I'm like rage. So I'm like, I don't need this anymore. And I pull, <laughs> I pull it out, and I'm like, shh, and uh, in charge of this homeboy. All right. So, armor class is seventeen. Okay, so I rolled a fifteen plus eight, so that is a twenty-three to hit. All right, you hit. All right, since I'm raging, get a plus two damage, so it's two d six. Probably higher than plus two, right? Well, I mean, it's a plus two on top of your proficiency bonus is probably plus three, right? Well, the the barbarian extra damage isn't based off proficiency. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, it'd be yeah. eleven damage. Next attack, um, crit fail. All right, roll it again. See how bad. Four. Um, you fall to the ground and are prone. So as you swing. Your old hips kind of kind of uh, and then, lock up on you, and you and you go down to the ground. I want to use the rest of my movement to get up, stand up. Okay. So I stand up, so I'm not prone anymore. All right. So you don't. So you've uh, used your movement. Yep, and my actions. All right. The Yanti comes down at you with his bite again. Ten plus seven. What is your armor class? Seventeen. So it hits. It hits. Does ten damage. All right, roll, does it, roll your constitution. Um, I get a if it's bludgeon, pierce, or slash damage, I half, take half. Yeah. So you take five. Okay. So roll your constitution check again. Yep. Maybe to fourteen. All right. And I rolled a poison has poison has no effect. You seem to be resisting this poison quite well. All right. His next attack is with his sword. Seven plus seven is fourteen. That's a miss. All right. Go ahead. Alright, so I stand back up, grab my sword, and do like an uppercut while I do that. Alright, so that's an 18 to hit. What's a hit? Nice. Okay. So it's 12? Yep, 12 damage. And then I go... Oh, I also realize that I get another 1d6 necrotic damage on my first hit. Because that's part of my zealot barbarian. Oh, nice. I forgot about that the last time. So it's another 1d6 plus 2. So that's another um, 7, or excuse me, 5 necrotic damage. Okay. So as you hit it, it kind of rears back, and the necro- you can see the necrotic power of your, of your weapon kind of leaves a black char to the, to the slash you just gave this uh, Yanti serpent abomination. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I'm going to roll to hit another time. So that is a 16. You miss. Okay. And then at that point, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, can't do anything else. Yeah, I don't have anything bonus action-wise. He comes at you with his bite again. 17 plus 7 is 24. He hits you. Okay. Doing 1 plus... Four damage. So it does five damage. Roll your constitution check again. I got a 13. So the poison, actually, you feel it course through your veins, dealing an additional five damage. So the snake attempts to reach out at you and, and restrict you in the coils of its serpent body. I want you to make an athletics check to try and break out. All right. That is a... Um, since I'm a barbarian and I'm raging, I get uh, I get advantage on strength checks. Um, that is a 19. All right, yeah. All right, um, your turn. So what I do is I what I I jump and try to like land on its head. 
into just like... You want to do kind of like a called shot thing? Yeah, I want to... So see I'm going to say um, plus two to hit, but I'll give you an extra d6 damage. Oh, well, that's going to suck. That's a miss. That is a seven plus eight. 16? Yep. That is a miss. Um, and then at this time, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Then I just do an uppercut on it. That's a crit fail. Rolled again, see how bad it is? No, it's just a straight miss. So your flurry of attacks is not is not doing well, but it goes in, starts with a bite once again. Seven plus seven, 14 is a miss. And then he tries to bind you up and restrict you again. So make your athletics check. Ooh. So it got a 24. Well, that's not good enough because actually that is good enough. I got a 23. 23? Yes. So it restricts you and starts pulling you over to the cliff. But its serpent-like strength digs into you and starts squeezing the life out of you, dealing two damage. Okay. Is that with my resistance? Yeah. Okay. All right. Your turn. You're slowly being dragged to the edge of the cliff, and it's hissing... Soon they will all die. Um, so is there a way that I could, uh, if I attack it, am I disadvantaged? You can't attack. Okay. You are restricted. Well, I'm going to try. You're restrained. I'm going to try to bust out. All right. All right. That is a 18 to bust out. It's going to roll its, which is plus five. It is a 20. You are not able to bust out. And, okay, it's turn, it takes one more bite at you, advantaged, because you're restricted, and it misses with a 15 as its highest. All right, your turn. Bust out. You're moving. So I'll say you have two more rounds until you reach the end of the Bust out, bust out. All right, that is a 23 to bust out. 17 plus 5, 22. You're able to super saiyan your way out of there. Am I able to attack on it that turn? Um... I'm going to say no. You okay. spent your turn trying to All break right, out. So of it. I bust out, and I want to make a break for the... Uh, um, if I bust out of its restraint, I want to make a break for the... Uh, I'm going to say you have half of your speed left. Okay, so I go 20 feet. All right, so you're able to get a little ways there. Maybe mm-hmm. about halfway there after he uh, started dragging you away. Yeah. All right. He comes after you, closing the distance, and tries to bite at you. Okay. 18 plus... That's it. Plus 7 is a hit, doing 10 damage. How much hit points do you have? Is that half damage? Oh, sorry, yeah, so it'd be 5. Okay. So, I'm, I have 38 damage on me. What's your max hit 61. Point? 61. Okay, so... Make a constitution check against poison. Okay, that's uh, 11. You fail. So you take an additional 10 poison damage. All right, so I'm up to 48 damage. Okay. All right, it is going to try and bind you with its second attack again. So roll your athletics. So it rolls a 17 plus 5, which is 22. Uh, I got a 19 plus 8, so I got a 27. So it tries to uh, wrap you up, and it... uh, and you're able to kind of shake it off and keep going. It's your turn. You have this giant serpent creature on your back. 
and the beacon about 20 feet in front of you. Okay, so I want to take my uh, great sword and plunge it behind me to hit it. Okay. Or like turn around and swipe it. So I can... Sure. So take your first action. Uh, okay. That is a 19 to hit. There you go. Or 19 plus 8, so 27 to hit. You hit. Okay. So I'm going to do my zealot damage on top of that. So 18 damage for the first one. Shit. All right. It has taken quite a bit of damage, but it is still coming at you. And I'm going to do another attack on it. Oh, that is a... That was a 1, but it swiquely turned to a 13. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves a 13 plus 8. Your gods are in your corner. Yep, gods are in my corner, so that's 21 to hit. We're looking at... So we're looking at a 15 damage on that hit. Nice. So... And then at that point, I want to... Um, I want to run to the... Because uh, I can still use my movement to run. You can still use your movement, yeah. And I'm going to run to the um, beacon. So you reach the beacon. You run up... Covered in your blood and the green blood of this serpent, just covering your face, you're able to reach the beacon and you have got quite a bit of damage at you, but this this gashed up, struggling serpent keeps coming at you. Alright, so you are standing at the foot of the beacon. Is there? A, could I use a bonus action to get out my kindling or whatever that it... Because I'm assuming I have something to light it with, because if I'm a... Yeah, you have... I, you have uh, flint and steel. Okay. But you can't do that as a bonus action. That's kind of a more I just want to intricate. get it out. Oh, yeah, so you're able to pull out your flint and steel and you have it in one hand. Comes in with its bite. Ha! Four plus seven is eleven misses mm-hmm. and swings um, its sword at you this time. Thirteen plus seven is a hit. Mm-hmm. It's a hit. Four, so ten damage. So half that would be Five. five. So you're up to 53 damage. You have eight hit points left. Yep. Um, I want to use my flint and steel and light the beacon. All right. Make a... So you're under duress doing this flint and steel. I'm going to roll a d20 to uh, see about the weather conditions at the moment. I'm going to say, one, it is currently snowing. Two, raining. It's a d6, not a d20. I know. You, you said d20. Oh, sorry. I'm going to roll a d6. One... It is snowing. Two, it is raining. Three, it is windy. Four, overcast. Five, clear. Six, very, very hot and dry. It is currently snowing at the top of this peak, and you have a, it's a little hard to uh, get the thing lit. So for this, I'm gonna have you make a, I'm gonna have you make a survival check. And for lighting the flint and steel on this turn and getting it to light in the snow as this thing's on your back, I'm going to give you a target of... I'm going to give you a target of... 17. I have a plus zero to wisdom. You better roll a 17 or higher. At this point... I'm gonna try it. I'll try it on this. I'll try it. Twelve. Not doing it. You're not able to uh, light it on this go. All right. It is the Yanti's turn. Comes in at you five plus seven with its bite and misses. And crit fails with its with its sword. We'll see how bad it is. 
14, so it's not that bad. So your back is turned, and you're trying to get this, desperately trying to get this thing lit, and this thing's swinging at the back of you, but it's so blinded by the by the pain it's in that it's not able to land a clean shot at you. I turn around, and I recklessly attack it. Okay. Drop my flint and steel. I have... I haven't done this in so long, and the only thing I'm concerned about now is finishing off. So I'm going to recklessly attack, which means I get advantage on Mm -hmm. hits, but that means they get advantage on hits on me. Okay. (laughs) Rolled a five and a four. Yep. First one is a miss. Second one is... That one isn't... 16 is the highest I get on that. Wait. 19? No, No, actually, no. That is a... 17. You hit. Because this is a 9 plus 8. Alright, so... You you hit with your last reckless attack, leaving yourself open to a counterattack on its next turn. The time to finish this thing off is now. It currently has 12 hit points left. You have 8. You can end it right here. Roll. Boom! So I hit it with, so that is a so you see, 23 damage. How do you kill the Yanti? I just uh, go up right underneath it where um, I hit it with the first singe of the necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. And I just plow right through it and then I cut it all the way through towards this and up towards the head. Just I gut its belly it. from the bottom up. Yep. All right. I want you to make a constitution check. Or constitutions, yeah, save. Um, ten. So you, all this adrenaline after you kill it, still coursing through your veins, and as it begins to die down, you feel a darkness creeping in on you. You feel that your time is slowly coming to an end, and you have a couple chances to try and light this beacon before. Do I find any like oil or anything or anything on this Yanti that might help me? We'll roll above fifteen. I'm going to say you find oil. Nope, you do not find oil on this Yanti. Okay, well, I'm going to try my survival checks to What? So I'm going to say you're not under duress. You're not being attacked, so you're, uh, you need a 14 to light it or higher. How many checks do I get? Um, I'm going to say three. First one is a three. Mm-hmm. Second one, an 11. Final one... Do you have any other items on you that might help? No, I have. All right, this is javelin, it. Javelin. I have a whip, and I have a great sword. So after this, I'm gonna have you roll some death saves if you want to try and stay alive. Nat Boom! twenty. Nat twenty. So with, so as your the darkness is closing in on you, you're whispering to your flint and steel, "Come on, come on!" Praying to your gods, and with your last bit of strength. You light the flint, it it uh, ignites the beacon, and this thing just starts just starts billowing with fire. And you roll away from it, not to catch on fire. And as you roll over, you lay on your side, looking down into the valley as the Yanti are just coming up over the top. And since you um, lit the beacon, you see your your fellow uh, countrymen assembling below to defend the village, and it looks like. From what you've seen, it looks like your village will live another day. So as you are looking out 
as the Yanti charge down against your assembled forces, as the front lines hit yours, a feeling of tranquility comes over you and your gods pull you into the afterlife. Your eyes close forever. You died with honor. No, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nicely done. That was close. Headline to Tables created by me, Christopher Patton, and Dungeon Master Wes Lytle. All the background music you hear in the show is by Kevin McLeod, and you can hear more of his awesome stuff at incompetech.com. Thank you.